Hey guys, it's Rob Beardsley with another great video. Today we're talking about what you can make as a sponsor in a co-GP structure versus working with an institutional equity partner. So there's a lot of overlap when we're talking about co-GPs and more like institutional or LP equity. And so the, the difference is, is a typical institutional equity partner is going to participate in the deal solely as an LP. So their economics are going to come through the preferred return and then the waterfall structure. They as the LP are going to pay the sponsor an acquisition fee as well as an asset management fee. So in the co-GP structure, now the partner is going to be bringing in LP equity, but they're going to be compensated through the LP economics, but they're also going to get a piece of the GP, typically 50% of the GP if they're bringing in all of the LP. So it's really the same thing is happening. There's a equity partner and then there's a service partner, which is the sponsor, but the breakdown of the economics is different. So in the co-GP, like I said, there's the LP economics and then the GP portion is also given to the equity partner, which is typically 50%. So today I want to answer the question of, let's look at some traditional, both LP equity structures and co-GP structures and see in what structure does the sponsor actually make more money. So to start, we're going to look at a co-GP structure. So we'll just look at the deal real quick. This is a pretty solid deal with 15% net IRR uh, metric here, 20%, nearly 20% gross IRR. To set the stage, we have a 2% acquisition fee paid to the sponsor and a 2% asset management fee, an 8% pref with a 30% hurdle. So if you are familiar, these these sorts of fees and, and promote structure looks more like a, you know, less institutional uh, retail structure. And this is the scenario in which we're going to have a co-GP bringing this equity. So a co-GP, who's a co-GP? A co-GP partner is somebody who is likely well-established, has been an operator before, and maybe now they're just focusing on leveraging their high net worth contacts to raise capital and, and bring it to the table. So they have access to, to good capital that they can, you know, charge a nice promote, charge high fees to relative to what an institutional partner will typically let you get away with. But in exchange for bringing in this equity, they're going to want a piece of the GP. So in this structure, even though the fees and promote everything looks nice, we're going to assume that half of that goes to the partner and then the sponsor is left with the other half. So if we jump over to the waterfall, scroll down to the bottom, we can see the total sponsor compensation line is here. So this is the acquisition fee, asset management fees, and then we have the promote at the end. And I just did a net present value calculation at a 15% discount rate to get us to this 1.12 million. And then if we just assume 50% of that, that gets us this line item. So theoretically, a sponsor here who's partnering with a co-GP that's bringing all the equity can assume something like this in our scenario. So I'm just going to copy this over values only. And actually let's do values and number formatting. And so this is our, our co-GP scenario. Okay. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to, we're going to keep this deal exactly the same, but what we're going to do is we're going to actually model in a more institutional structure. And let's see what the net economics are to the sponsor in this case. So now the sponsor keeps all the returns for themselves or I'm sorry, all of the sponsor economics, meaning the fees and promote to themselves. They don't have to share it with a co-GP, 
but instead their LP partner is going to have a better split for themselves. So to start, we're going to change the acquisition fee to 1% and the asset management fee to 1%, as is more typical in institutional structures. Then the pref, we're going to, you know, really dial this up all the way. We're going to go in, you know, the most expensive structure, which it would be typically a 10% pref. And then we'll do over a 15% hurdle. There's often a, a, a secondary hurdle rate in institutional structures. And we'll do 20 over the 10 and then 30 over the 15. So this leaves the sponsor with this line of compensation again they don't have to share it because now they're only dealing with their lp partner and and the lp partner is being taken care of in the waterfall so here we have this total line and we can actually compare it to the co-gp line and interestingly enough let's actually go line by line so first off we have the acquisition fee so in one structure the the gp is charging two percent but then the actual sponsor the service partner is walking with 1%. Similarly, in the institutional structure, 1% just directly to them. So it's the same. Asset management fee, it's also the same. It was two and then it's being split 50-50. So it's the same. So it's the same. So really the big difference is in the in the promote. And your co-GP partner is taking that big 50% bite out of your promote. And that's where it's leaving actually you as the sole sponsor in the institutional structure with more economics. So you can see the on a net present value basis, both being discounted at 15%. We have 692,000 net present value versus 560. So again, you come out ahead in the in this hypothetical structure between the co-GP and the institutional. So now I'm just going to bring this over here so we don't lose it. Oops. So we'll bring this here. And we'll say this is the uh, institutional. So now let's go and see. Let's just say your co-GP could bring really nice equity. That's a little bit cheaper. So we'll go back to the 2% and 2%. And then let's actually lower it to a 7% pref. Let's go to, let's be on the most aggressive side, which would be a, a, a secondary hurdle at 13%. And we'll do 30 and then a 50 over. So this example structure here where you have a 7% pref, 30% promote over the 7, up to 13, and then 50-50 over 13. This is the, the, the best structure for sponsors that I have seen in the market for traditional you know, multifamily deals. There's some structures that are even more lucrative to the sponsor in more unique scenarios or more unique asset classes like we've seen in, in mobile home parks, for example. But in our standard space, this would be the, the best structure for the sponsor and then in turn, the worst structure for investors. So assuming you had a co-GP partner who had access to investors that just love that partner and is willing to give money on these great terms, you know, maybe it makes more sense to be willing to split the promote and everything else 50-50 because these underlying LP economics are so favorable. So if we look at it, now the total sponsor compensation uh, is 1.3 and then 50% of that is 648. So better than our previous co-GP scenario, obviously, but still comes out behind the institutional structure. 
which is pretty interesting. I'm actually surprised. I didn't test this before. I'm just doing this live. Um, I would I would have thought that the CoGP structure would have been better. So the way that the CoGP structure could be better is actually if you had a CoGP partner who's willing to not go 50-50 on the fees. And I think there's some logic there, and I think that's fair because if you're the sponsor, meaning the operating partner or the service partner, and you found the deal and you put a lot of work up front and you're going to handle most of the efforts in terms of uh, the transaction, closing, and then ongoing asset management, and the CoGP is really only responsible for uh, investor relations and kind of being a high-level partner to make sure everything goes well. Another service that a co-GP often provides to a deal is actually uh, signing on the loan carve-out, so providing their balance sheet to help get the deal done because newer sponsors, they lack the net worth, liquidity, wherewithal to qualify for the typical requirements for these non-recourse loans. So that's another reason why a co-GP partner can demand 50% of the promote, for example. But here in this scenario, if let's just say the sponsor could get, um, you know, 75% of the acquisition fee already, that elevates it to being the most profitable structure for the sponsor. So that's where it makes sense. If you can do a co-GP structure and then get a, a bigger share of the fees, but still go 50-50 on the promote, which I think is the most fair because the co-GP by getting half the promote, it's an alignment of interest. They're telling you that they're believing in the deal and they're going to benefit when that deal actually does work out. And then, and obviously so will their LP investors who are in the deal as well. So this to me makes, makes a lot of sense here. And a question that I want to answer is, you know, well, why are institutional structures so expensive compared to more, you know, syndication structures? And the answer is really twofold. Number one, the institutional investors are writing bigger checks, anywhere from three, five, 10, 15, 20 million. And so there's value in, in bulk, right? You're getting a bulk discount essentially as, as an investor. If, if you're putting in five, 10 million bucks into a deal, you get treated differently than an investor who's putting in 50,000. So that's number one. And they can demand it in the market. A sponsor's willing to give up more of the economics if they are receiving a much larger check and are really only dealing with one partner in the deal. Now, the other reason that institutional funds need to have higher preferred returns and are only willing to pay lower promotes to sponsors is because of something what is called a double promote structure. So the reality on these deals is if you are a sponsor and you get together with an institutional LP and you partner on the deal, you're going to have deal level partnership agreement that's going to dictate a preferred return and a promote. And that LP is going to get those net economics. And those net after promote economics flow to the fund. And then at the fund level, the fund manager is actually going to also charge fees and promote the fund investors. So that's why fund investors are being charged a double promote at the fund level and then also at the deal level. So that means two things. That means the fund manager needs to find deals that actually justify this double promote structure. They need to go out and find really good sponsors who are finding really good deals, and then they need to go and make sure that they execute. So that way, after that double promote, fund investors are still getting somewhere around a 15% return. 
And then number two, the institutional fund, the fund manager needs to negotiate the partnership structure with the sponsor to ensure that the double promote isn't too rich, right? If the sponsor is charging a 30% a promote over an eight, and then at the fund level, there's another 30% promote over an eight. I mean, it just gets very dilutive to the net economics to the fund investors. So, so those are the two reasons why fund or institutional investors have to operate this way. So hopefully this was an interesting quick screen share going over the actual money that a sponsor can put in his or her pocket based on different structures, whether it be co-GP or institutional equity. Thanks for watching.